Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel. I'm VP and Executive Editor Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel Executive... No, I'm not an executive, am I? You're, nope, you're just... Not yet? Not right. yet. Soon-to-be Executive Editorial Director of Marvel Digital Media, Ben Morse. We've got, sitting with us in the third hot seat, Brian Michael Bendis. Hi. How are you doing? I want to be a VP of something. Can I be a VP? How are you not a VP of something? You're a VP of, I'm of an, comics. I'm an honorary, be... I got an honorary doctorate. Yes, you do. Which, right? is nothing, Trump's... which is nothing but annoy my real doctor friends. Oh, yeah. It really annoys them. It, it, that, that's what I've discovered. I, I was very flattered to get it, and then I came home, and my real doctor friends go, you know you're not a doctor, right? Ooh. And I'm like, all right. So bringing some heat there. Like, I got a plaque. <laughs> you got a plaque. A little lambskin. Um so we're just hanging out on a Friday. Hanging out on a Friday. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm here uh, for the Jessica Jones Peabody Award situation. Not to be braggy because I'm not be being braggy. Situation. Well, no, I didn't Break actually do anything, so there's nothing to be braggy about. But um, uh, so I'm here for that. It's a, quite a whirlwind week, and then um, on Sunday I'm off to LA as we uh, for the Powers season two premiere. And uh, stuff like this that we'll be doing for Powers. And uh, so, yeah, so so because I was coming in, uh, Axel and Tom said, hey, come in and spend the day at Marvel. <laughs> and let's uh, figure out um, some post-Civil War II stuff that we had. You know, we had little pins in. We had little ideas to go, but let's really, let's really lock some stuff down. And we, uh, we did. We had a good afternoon. We locked a lot of stuff down. That's fantastic. So you're yeah. already talking post-Civil War II. Dude, I'm Do you feel comfortable the being there? I'm All actually right. post the post. I want to know what you're inhabiting right now. No, well, it, 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 truthfully, it's what's interesting is um, by the time um, the audience hears about a story, it has been, been cooking. Like Civil War II had been cooking for about a year sure. before anyone had heard about it. And um, by the time you'll read the first issue, I hopefully will have finished the last and I and I try to do that for any story that you can do that with um, because uh, it just keeps it pure Mm -hmm. like I have written it uh, unencumbered well I've I've seen actually a couple of writers actually write to reaction and really screw up Uh, I've seen a couple of oof that was don't you know like they'll have a murder mystery and someone will have guessed it online so they'll redo their whole mystery because someone yeah and then it just becomes terrible and it's and 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 starts to veer off point of the reason you were telling the story in the first place right so uh, I, I think one way I think I wouldn't do that anyhow but one way to just keep it as pure as possible is to is to um, schedule a situation where you can finish um, as mu- much as possible in, in the vacuum of, of purity <laughs> now 15 or so years here at Marvel give or take 17 whatever. 17 yeah, holy I was crap. writing I was writing um, yeah why do you think I feel <laughs> <laughs> that means I've been writing here since I was eight years old. Um, I, I uh, yeah, I was writing Ultimate Spider-Man in 1999. Gosh. So the Daredevil at the end of 1999. Okay, all right. Wow. So 17 years has that approach changed at all? Where you're talking about you you know writing without having that the public perception, or I guess that's a few, also a few things. Number one, when I started here. I I would say a lot. Of, I was talking with my friends about this last week. How how in the nineties, um, I I was known among my friends to have my stuff together. I really seemed like I knew what I was talking about. I had absolutely no idea what I was talking about, but I really sounded like I knew what I was doing. And uh, and that, and so yeah, I would do things that I thought 
were the right way to do it because I'm so sure because I read some article somewhere that <laughs> that you know Richard Price did it this way, so I'm going to do it this way. And uh, and then um, uh, 17 years later, uh, I, I the mistakes I've made, like I legitimately have enough experience where I go, you know, you know what what, what will work, this will work, or you know what I shouldn't do again, that thing. So so uh, it's it's less a bluster and more actual experience. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you know, thank. Hopefully, works out well for us. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, no. But it really, and, and what it is is that, and not, and this doesn't go for every writer, but I, I'm very online, as you are, um, very, very available. So with that, so it become there's no way it wouldn't, on some level, become part of the mach- you know, uh, of, of the stew, you know. Yeah. But but it shouldn't. It should, the interaction should not be included in how things are being created. Correct. So uh, afterwards, absolutely. And, and yes, I could, I learned from all of the experience and all of the feedback. Um, but, but, um, at the same time, I, I think the audience needs some pure, pure storytelling and that. And, yeah. and also, boy, it's just a mistake when you start and it, it's very Hollywood trying to, uh, create by committee or create, create by, uh, applause. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, who wants, uh, who, you know, who wants Quasar to die? Raise the hands. <laughs> you can't do it. Just, you can't do it. And, uh, and I did learn, actually learned that very early in my earliest days here. I'm immediately reminded of, uh, you know, Bill Jemis used to run the place, and uh, 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 he said something I think about quite often, which is his, his quote was, it was actually in the Newsarama article that incensed everybody, but it was funny because he was talking about them, which he said, if Marvel announced free milk and cookies, the post, the first post right underneath would be, but I'm lactose intolerant, mother. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that, could, is there anything more true than that? No. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, I, and knowing that kind of frees you. Yeah. To not worry about it too much. So, yeah. So casting back a little to the first event you did, House of M, mm. that wasn't just the first event you wrote. That was an event at a time where events were basically a non-factor. Yeah, it, they seemed to have cycled out for a long time. And, and again, it was it all happened very organically. No one said, time for some events. That's what I was wondering. Event. I was like, how did you decide it's no, time no, to do truthfully, an event? Truthfully, I remember this very clearly. I, I you know, New Avengers was, was really cr- cooking. It really mm-hmm. it really landed. Um, um, some people even think Avengers Disassembled was like the first event of that. Sure. Thing, but I think yeah, it was House too. of M as well. Uh, and... Uh, um, everything was cooking, and then Joss Whedon was writing X Men, and uh, they had come to me and said, "Hey, you know, Joss needs the summer off to do something. Um, can you do like an X Men Avengers like crossover? Even look on the first issue; it says New Avengers, astonishing, astonishing X Men. Yep, that, that's what it was supposed to be. It was just like a summer crossover. Um, around the same time, I was actually having dinner with Joe and Jeff Loeb in LA, like a couple of LA dudes, <laughs> and, uh, and in some nice place. But I was telling Jeff Loeb the story of Avengers Disassembled, mm-hmm. and and in it, and 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 he was listening very diligently and said, very like just like a campfire. And then what happens? He said, and then what does Magneto do? And I went, oh, Magneto's not in the story. And uh, he goes, oh, you should do the thing with Magneto, <laughs> reacting to his daughter, losing it like that. And that became, oh, I'm gonna, that'll be, I'll do House of M. Right. Will, will be that story. And I was going to just do that as this 
oh, what a great crossover. Because you think about it in those terms, now the Scarlet Witch is the biggest threat to the Avengers and the X Men. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> great. And then uh, our, our publisher went, great. And then and then uh, we came up with a name. I, I, I named it House of M. And it was House of Mmm, but, but it, was, <laughs> uh, it got shortened. And, uh, um, uh, mm, mm, mm. and, uh, 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 yeah, and then we, and then all of a sudden we had an event, and then someone said, "You know what? This is like like Secret War or something. It's like one of those." <laughs> and that's and then it sold extremely well, like it sold like three times what Avengers and X Men were selling. And then someone could say, "We should do these." Yeah, people like people like these. People are kind of so, but it it happened very organically, and it was and and for those who who feel. Um, like event fatigue sometimes or something like that. I'm like, I, I promise you, if people don't buy them, yep. no one would make them. Oh, but, yeah. uh, but, 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 but this uh, House of M couldn't have happened more organically, and uh, and uh, and and the audience voted. Now we were talking about lessons you've learned in 17 years and some things. What about lessons specifically about events. the big events and that kind of the, stuff? The the biggest one I know it sounds is is how. And this is very specific to events. And I've seen this in, um, cause a lot of times I would be doing one at the same time Jeff Johns would be doing one in DC. Seriously, he's like yeah. Bizarro me or I'm the Bizarro him or something. And, and we would refer to each other that way. And I, I saw that there was one thing that I, like House of M issues one and two should have been one double sized issue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got away with it, but I know in my heart that there was better storytelling if, if it was one double-sized issue. And at the same time, I think uh, Infinity Crisis, whatever Infinity thing he was doing. Infinite Crisis? Uh, Infinite Crisis, something like that. And I'm not being, I can't remember the name. Right. I'm not being a dick about it. Um, uh, he had had a double-sized first issue that had all the elements that were in, sure. that would have been in my first two issues. And I would see double, double-sized first issues, the, the way to go. And it really is because um, there is... A very different, like a majority of the audience, either consciously or subconsciously, is expecting a lot to happen in an event. Like you're saying, this is an event. I expect a lot to happen. Now, they also want to write, like, like so it, you're, you're top having a story for an event. I find myself doing it because I, I know that a great deal of the audience would want that. And I myself as an audience member would probably want that. Mm-hmm. And so, so I, I, and you look at secret invasion number one or, or, or even civil war two, number one, it is double size. It is, it is uh, a little graphic novel into itself and you know, a lot happens. So yeah, that was a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. The first civil war. Also, don't don't screw them up. That's a tough. I mean, that's a tough one. That's a tough lesson to learn. Yeah. Now, with the first civil war, you were here. You were involved. You were yes. actively involved. One of yes. the guys planning it. What What did you take away from that first civil war? If you learned this lesson here, this lesson. Well, here? The, the, that whole you know, for those who don't know, and 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 if if you've heard me tell this before, you can fast forward. I, I um, it was an interesting retreat. It was you know we were, we came to a Marvel retreat with. Uh, uh, sometimes we have an agenda to the retreat. Well, like we're going to talk about this, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes uh, we're just getting together to see how everyone's doing and see what what falls out, you know. And in this one, there was a story that we were all working on, uh, and and we were two days of it, and we were just beating it against the wall, beating it against the wall, and it was just getting worse and worse and worse, and it just was revealing itself not to be worthy of our time or an event. Mm-hmm. Not that the story, and, and again, the, the, the writer wasn't screwing up or anything it just it and that's why marvel does the retreats because if 
the story can't survive the room, it's not going to survive the internet. It's just not. It's just not going to survive the audience. And and that that is a very good litmus, litmus test because you will never find a more jaded bunch of poop heads. I'm trying not to swear on the podcast. Than, than <laughs> you're doing a great bunch job. Of professional you're doing, writers. You're doing a great job. The uh, professional writers have seen and done it all. If it can't get out of that room, it's it's it, you know it's just not going to survive in yeah. in the wild. And um, we were working on this thing for a couple of days, and it was ended up being like the worst retreat we'd ever had. We were like we were like getting bummed. We're like you can feel like the enthusiasm sucking out of the room, and I and 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 me and. Um, Jeff and Mark Miller were talking about like, oh, this sucks. I don't like. Do you like this? I don't like. It. And everyone's like, I don't like this. So I went to Joe and Dan and I and I said, um, um, all due respect, no one likes this. Like this isn't going well. This isn't. And 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 really, it feels like the stakes aren't high enough. Like there's nobody. Um, it just it just feels like a story. It doesn't feel like the the Marvel universe will never be the same again, and uh, and 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 that's a bummer. And and we talked about it for a while, and then Dan said, "You're going to sound like a jackass, but could you do me a favor and bring it up in the room tomorrow morning? Could you just start this conversation?" And I and I, I said, I, "I will." I mean, because it's honestly how I feel. But you know, and, and so I said, you know, I, I know I'm speaking for a lot of people who are just not digging what we're doing and it just feels like if we're going to do a story like this it should be like it should be like seismic it should really like like you know Nick Fury versus the Marvel Universe like Nick Fury versus all the superheroes was was my pitch mm-hmm. and then uh, Mark said no it should be the superheroes versus the superheroes that's my accent that's pretty good and, no, uh, bad, and then bad. and then he goes yeah the superheroes versus the superheroes and then Jeff Loeb said whose side are you on and and literally everyone's just got dollar signs in their eyes <laughs> 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 you know and uh uh, and and then from there, like butter, it fell out of us in ten minutes, and it was and obviously it was marks to write, and obviously it was and it, it really was uh, it really was it, so the the worst retreat turned into the best retreat, and um, yeah, so 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 I think I think along those lines, I think about those first two days, I think about how we came to be and how and, and what what that they call it a flash of genius where the that moment that spark you know. And um, and it was it was really cool and 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 making sure we apply that kind of feeling to what we're doing here now. Even though Civil War Two is only a spiritual sequel, sure. for those who don't know, it, it, it is not a rehashing. It is not a Godfather twoing. It is it is it's not it, a, we're picking it's up not these a old threads. Yeah, and going it's, it's it. ten years later, and one of the coolest things about it, one of the reasons I signed on was, oh, oh my god, the Marvel universe looks totally different than it did ten years right, ago. Yeah. The cast of Civil War one and two, two are completely different. Yeah. That's really interesting, and even the ones that are the same have been through so much that they're different. You know, and and uh, and that, that that just representing that was. Uh, very intriguing to me. Here's a bunch of young heroes that have not been to an event before, you know. So, um, so yeah, yeah. Are there a lot of characters you're getting right for the first time here, or it's uh, certainly characters that I haven't touched a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's my first, um, and I've done little bits and pieces here, but you know, Kamala, or um, you know, I hadn't written Lady Thor. I'm just calling her Lady Thor, just so people know what I'm talking yep. about. Um, and, and, and certain other characters, I haven't written a lot of. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like some of the Ultimates, I'd never written before. I'd never written the words Blue Marvel before in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, yeah, 
So yes, and then humans. The humans is a big one. I, I, I little, little touches, but you know they're a big part of this series and in, in getting into their heads. No, I, I think that's just a cool part of the series. Like you said, yeah. you've been doing the seventeen years. It shows both the depth of the Marvel character bench but also it's just an exciting thing to get excited about because you can say like oh wow we're gonna get to hear brian's take on medusa for the first time substantially but and even uh, and thank you but even like putting miles and kamala into an event scenario that they've never been before like taking character we have very strong feelings on and putting them in a situation they haven't been before pretty exciting it's really yeah yeah. um i I lost my original question i wanted to ask what um now What's that? So something about tacos? I'm sure. no, no, you know, yeah. secret. I kind of like pizza more. But that's that's just for this room. Is and the everything podcast. on Tumblr a lie? Yeah, just a little bit of it. Um, the do seven- you do you, um, do you surrender to me as the gift master? I, I've let you have it. I stopped. No, it. that's not the same. No, I let that's you have the it. Same. Hey, look, just, this is the, the way it is. No, that's not the same. Well, we'll, we'll Come, bring very, the thunder on it's Twitter. Very too. uncomfortable in here. How many very gifts you got in your folder? Well, hilariously, after uh, Tumblr and Twitter put the put the folder out there, I kind of threw mine out. I like you don't need them anymore. Or you don't make your own? No, I don't make my own. Oh, okay. I got a life. I got no, four cool. kids. <laughs> hey, man. Listen, I got there's a I lot got, going on in my life, but if I'm making gifts instead of raising my children, then that, that there's that's got to be over. That's the a line. little bit of an issue. Yeah. You want you want to say how many cats you have, don't you? Uh, like, no, I, have five, five, I have five cats because it's just the same. <laughs> it's exactly, it's exactly. <laughs> people with kids love when people have animals. Sell me hides. Yeah, it's exactly the same. Um, you know, so, you know, I got four kids, two dogs, and a fish tank. Nice, <laughs> nice. Um, Seventeen years now. Of the last couple of years, what's been the most fun comic for you to to write? It's not any one comic. It really isn't, and I, I'm not trying to blow off the question. It's, it's. It, 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 I will say, um, when what I'm most proud of, if I can answer a completely different question, because yeah. you just made that up because you can't think of your last. No, question. no, no, and, and I, okay. I was going to ask that as well, but I've, I got both my questions. Truthfully, um, uh, I'm very stunned and proud about the longevity of it. The, the um, my. Um, Undying enthusiasm for the characters, legitimately enthusiasm for the characters. I've, 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 I've dear friends that have come here and blown the roof off the place and just had nothing left to say and left at while I have no, I can't think of a, a reason not to be here that isn't exciting. So, and, and, and that's not to say that other, it's just, I'm very proud of the fact sure. that I've been able to sustain this uh, for this long. I've, I'm clearly way beyond what my original goals were as a creator. You know, like this is way beyond what I was hoping for. So that stuff, particularly, I, I, I can't help but be proud. I'm extremely proud of my relationship with the audience uh, that we can, talk about stuff. We can be silly. We can be serious. Um, uh, I, uh, I, I enjoy that immensely. Um, you know, and, and also that i I work in a, an environment where I'm so respected that I'm, that I'm, I'm given, um, a lot of latitude to express myself as a human being. And, um, as I get older and see what my friends in this business and other businesses do, I realize what a, what an insane gift that is. Like, you know, people who work in, who work in television and music and all that, and they still struggle every day to be sure. heard and struggle every day to, you know, ex- express themselves. And we in comics, even in mainstream comics, even on the biggest platform of an event comic are able to like, 
purely express yourself, uh, it's really a special, special thing, man. It really yeah. is. And and as time goes on, you can't help but go, you know. Yeah. It really, really is. So the, playing into that. Well, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, the, oh. the impetus for my question was because in the most recent uh, regular podcast that we did, we were talking about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And one of the most the most recent issue that came out um, was the issue where Gold Balls really gets starts talking with Gonke and and Miles and stuff. And I like there I felt like there was joy in that in, in putting that story together and bringing those characters together and and playing with all those pieces. And I, it was great. It's, Thank you. It's and, and, and truth and I'll be truthful when those moments are happening and, and that that would be an example of characters kind of taking over the story. Like they're just, they're, they're, they're talking and I'm just typing. And I know that for non-writers, sometimes that sounds weird, but <laughs> like David Mamet has this quote about how uh, writers figure out quickly that you, everyone has voices in their head, but writers figure out how to write them all down. Mm. You're like a stenographer. If everything, if you built right, that's what happens. Sure. Right. Mm. And so in that scene uh, that surprised me a couple of different times, was not necessarily the scene I had sat down to write, but they they had taken over. Uh, that is a very joyful experience for me. Um, not like I'm sitting there giggling while I'm typing, but I'm no. like, uh, it's it's very personally fulfilling. Like I, I know I was a better human that week because that happened. Uh, you can't force it. You can't make it. It just has to sit down and it happens. And so yeah, so so thank you because that that is a perfect example of of when everything's going. But so when you ask me like, what's the most joyful thing you've ever written? It. it it happens so often, so, uh, and sometimes it's things that everybody hates that I absolutely love. So uh, <laughs> it, it, it can, it can it, it, or people love something that I've written. Like I, I'll get like universally loved and given an award for something that I may may me can't stand. So uh, it, 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 it's a very you know very peculiar uh, life to lead. But yeah, but sure. that was uh, it, and also I know I'm in, in territory on miles. That I that I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get some spankings on 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 the Tumblr you know like I, I like um, but when you're talking I I used to work in a newspaper and I I was I was taught very very specifically that anything you say that has anything to do with sex politics or religion half the people by definition are going to vehemently disagree with everything you said yeah. and you can go to hell <laughs> and uh, um, and and so knowing that you're writing about young people trying to figure out their identity and figure out where they are and figure out what their what, what their shape is and what it means to them is, is going to uh, rattle some people it's not meant to rattle it's not like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a rise sure. up but but Genki started talking about what but about being chubby and uh um, and it was finally something I was writing about. Well, you can't say I'm not chubby. <laughs> Shut up. You know. Anyway, so uh, but but yeah, I, I uh, but once it was written, I was like, that's what these characters are talking about now. So it's yeah. cool. Yeah. You're talking about getting the chance, even on the biggest platforms, to speak your truth to talk about things that are important to you. What are you talking about in Civil War II that really means something? A couple of things. Number one is uh, profiling and uh, personal accountability. And they may not seem, they may seem like different subjects, but it seems that there, there, there's a lot of Venn diagram uh, um, crossover. And uh, me and Axel, before this was a book, were talking about um, uh, this personal accountability of, uh, and, and, the, and the internet version would be like people say stuff on Twitter 
and then they're shocked that they can't get a job because they, <laughs> you know, and it's usually followed by a hashtag. Just saying, that's my that's my <laughs> least that's got to be my least favorite thing on the planet right now. Is that anytime someone hashtag just saying means they just said something awful. Yeah, just just say how it is. Just give me the truth, and it's always awful, and it's always ignorant, and um, and uh, you you keep hearing stories about, or like that guy who was on Reddit just like saying horrible crap, and then he got discovered, his identity got discovered, and he got fired immediately, and 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 they're like, what? Like they don't, the words don't matter. Like the way we communicate to each other doesn't matter. It matters, and I and and you know, teaching my children that too. Like it all matters, right? And uh, at the same time, you know, every goddamn day, some cop gets filmed doing something they shouldn't be doing. And, uh, you know, uh, it really bothers it really bothers me a great deal. Um, uh, Number one, because two of my daughters are are of color. And you you remember that guy who, like, pinned down that girl at a pool party? You see that video? Yeah, I saw that. That's that's really upsetting. And he even had that moment where he realized, "Uh uh-oh, I'm... Like, like, he pounced on her. She's completely unarmed. And she's in a bikini. Guy pounces on her. And then at the moment, like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, I've gone too far. Like, I'm being filmed. And and, uh, and that, it really... And and, um, just abuse of power really, really bothers me. I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be controversial on that one. Yeah. So, you know, I don't like that, but 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 I think it needs to be um, looked at in our fiction more. And uh, and and so from that came the idea of profiling, and what's the superhero Marvel version of that? And that became about this this um, this um, inhuman who can see the future or a future or a possible future, and and having the heroes really being, you know, geometrically opposed to each other about what that means and what it should be done with it. So so if you have, it seems like you have, you take one of those sides more specifically than the other. No, actually I don't. No. That's a, and, and what, what will happen often in, in, in writing, you discover, is that I find myself writing about stuff I don't understand and I'm writing about it so I can understand, you know, and... Um, and even like all my friends who are writers, I mean, we spend so much time talking about Trump because as, and, and it's not because like, 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 just want to understand it. I like, I want to like, show me this. What is this? Right. And, and not just him, but everything that's going on around it. And, sure. it's, and, and, uh, um, and you write about it to try to figure it out. And I've often find myself spending, if I'm guilty of anything, spending too much time with the antagonist of a story because I'm trying to figure out what's, what the deal is like, you know, um, but, uh, you know, in this instance, I knew I had both sides. I had both sides of the, um, the argument in my head very clearly. And if I have both sides, clearly I can express them clearly and that the audience make up their mind. That's what the civil war is. Of it. Like mm-hmm. that's where it's a spiritual sequel. Like the first civil war, w- there's no right or wrong answer. Let the audience decide, and I just wanted, um, I just wanted, uh, I, I, yeah. So in my head, I know a lot of people think oh, I write Tony Stark's books, so I must be on Tony's side, but n- not necessarily. He looked at me as he said that, guys, very accusingly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, uh, I also wanted to ask about Jessica Jones because you mentioned at the top of the show, yeah. Awards. How cool is it just to to watch all this? Unfold. It's insane. It really is. I've had some unique experiences um, behind the scenes. I mean, literally, I was at um, 
I was at the Grove with David Mack and some friends, and we were just at the. You've been there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and we were sitting eating, and the table next to us, a bunch of women talking about Jessica Jones like she was a real person. Wow. And they remember David Mack did the covers all yeah, Jessica, and yeah. we're very involved with Jessica, and we're sitting there going, that, "This is crazy." <laughs> like they don't know, they don't know we're there. They don't know who we are. They don't care. But we're saying this is not, I mean, it really hit a zeitgeist thing that was really, really special. I was just like all year long, uh, me and Melissa Rosenberg being pummeled with just people who re- like, and just really lived vicariously through whatever, you know, they were having abusive issues or they were lived through some abuse and it was really cathartic for them. Mm-hmm. And that's more than I would have ever thought to get out of it sure. you know what I mean and or, or like you know and when people like constantly hitting me up with you know I went through something horrible and watching Jessica and I'm like yeah but your thing was real so I'm not going to even equate the two of them yeah you know I can't even I can't even put them together so yeah it was it was it was nuts it continues to be nuts this Saturday night's gonna be nuts it's just yeah it's just crazy that's the beauty of art though like being able to affect someone yeah and, and and just now looking at like of all the things of mine that are getting made into shows, it's always the most messed up stuff. <laughs> like I write a lot of teenage romance, <laughs> sweet stuff. I do, yeah. you know, and every messed up idea I've had in my head is turned into a, and, and certainly if Jessica got made into a show, you know, like it was going to be a hit show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's really crazy. And, uh, and now my daughter, um, you know, old enough to, you know, understand it and uh, and have that weird experience of her binging. It, it, may I say, I am immensely grateful that 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 this has happened with this character. That means a a lot to me. Like it's a part of my being. Yeah. So for for it to be a show, let alone a, a good show, a bad show would have killed me. It just would have <laughs> no. killed me. It, it, you know, the, the, the bad version of Jessica is a nightmare. Oh, you know, gosh. Right? Like, I'm picturing yeah, yeah, I can just see the, all the wrong ways yeah. that goes. Yeah. Yeah, the, that's the, very upsetting. Too. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is upsetting. And I, I'm, I'll always be grateful for Melissa for, for steering the ship the right way. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to share their big win with them uh, uh, Saturday night. Yeah, it's crazy. And and then I got to take all that and apply it to season two of Powers, which I am more actively worked on, and that's debuting uh, May 31st, which is also published by Marvel. Yeah, So equally uh, fair game for the podcast. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, so... Um, and that's on the PlayStation Network? On the PlayStation Network, or available at the PlayStation Store if you're too uh, too lazy to plug in your PlayStation. So, uh, yeah, and it's a... Uh, it, it's, uh, it's a very cool show uh, with a very cool cast this season. We're very excited yeah. about all our our, our 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 additional cast members, Trisha Helfer and Michael Madsen and Will Wheaton. And it's a real uh, Ocean's awesome. Eleven, a genre crazy. And um, yeah, and it's it, it's beautiful. Wait till people see the difference. The show looks amazing. That's and great. we really thinking of Jessica as like the, the standard of which to rise. So that show is gorgeous. Like visually gorgeous, yeah. So yeah, very nice. very cool. And and Daredevil too, which I just adore. I love that show. Yeah. yeah, and you're a big Luke Cage fan, so I am very excited about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now this is it's insane. It's 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 hard to describe to people, but Jessica was born out of the most, you know, alone in my room. Boy, I'd like to read this book purity no one's going to read this but me handing in a script that had a sex scene and swearing in it to a company that does neither of those things 
And and for all the things at Marvel to be turned into a TV show, it's that thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> and by the way, it's been a year now. It's still crazy. <laughs> it has gotten less crazy. Now, people are like used to it now. I'm not used to it. So and also it's, been, it's also that great benefit of uh, people rediscovering the comics. It's, you know, that was the, the other good thing about the show is that left you wanting more. And then we're come. We have more. Come, come feature eyes. And uh, part of our conversation today is um, locking down that right after Civil War II, we're going to start Jessica Jones back up as a comic with me and uh, Michael Gatos. Yeah, I'm saying it right here on the podcast. All right. You can't stop. Deal with yeah. that, Tabarelli yeah. and Delando. We're talking about it. <laughs> so we're going to, and, and, um, uh, and, and, and truly inspired the show, made me think of a way to get her where I want her to be. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty That cool. makes me so excited. Yeah. Because I was, I was not here when I was reading that. And, like, I was one of those Where books. were you? I think, what was, what year was that, 2003? Don't say high school. I'll punch you in the face. 2003? Uh, no, it was not high school. Yeah. It was That's either. the worst part, going back, not, 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 not to do the whole, uh, you know, full circle, but, um, you know, I think Chris Anka said <sighs> to me uh, when we started working on X-Men, he goes, uh, I have loved you since... House of M when I was in junior high school and I'm going to punch you in the wow. face. Wow! I'm going to punch you in the face. Junior high? He's a baby. He is a baby a and kid. I'm going to punch him in the baby face. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, ben, you have one last question? No, Do we're we good. Ben's all asleep by 10 minutes ago. Yeah, no, that's no. great. Brian's really on me about my sleep. I'm you, try you, to, you, am I wrong? Try to is he lethargic today? No, uh, like, you see him more than I do. He was so. excited that like excited. I was excited to see you, but yeah, you know. good to see you too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, where where I'm from, we emote. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. Um, this has been great. Thank you. Well, Brian. it's good to see. You. We, honestly, this is the most time we spent together know, in a uh, while. That isn't online bullshitting with <laughs> you. No, because people when they see us goofing around online, they just assume we all like go to the same summer camp and, yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, hang yeah. out all day. But we we do rarely get to see each other, so yeah. it's nice to have a, uh, a semi conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't think it was that wonderful, but I, I did. No, I do. I and I have personal stuff I want to ask you when we're off the air. Oh my god! No, yeah. that's the good stuff. Come on, I'm a Howard Stern fan. This is when you get get real. Not right, no, not right now. Oh, not okay. for public. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. He's gonna hit on me. Yeah. Well, damn it! Spoiled. <laughs> this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs> 